Welcome to the podcast of Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. We hope that you enjoy listening to the sermons and other audio provided by us. Feel free to share what you find here, and we hope that it will be beneficial to you as you seek to know and follow Christ. All who are apart from Jesus Christ, all who are apart from saving faith, are blind in our sin. Blind. Dead in our sins. Can do nothing to save ourselves apart from the miracle of Jesus opening our eyes. Giving us new life. We are all in the position of this man that Jesus healed. This man who had been blind from birth. Let's read our text from John chapter 9. We're going to read the whole chapter. Bear with me. I hope that it doesn't take a long time. (laughs) John chapter 9. As he passed by, he saw a man blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, it was not that this man sinned or his parents but that the works of God might be displayed in Him. We must work the works of Him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Having said these things, He spit on the ground and made mud with the saliva. Then He anointed the man's eyes with the mud and said to him, Go, wash in the pool of Siloam, which means sent. So he went and washed and came back seeing. The neighbors and those who had seen him before as a beggar were saying, This is not the man who used to sit and beg. Some said, It is he. Others said, No, but he is like him. He kept saying, I am the man. So they said to him, Then how were your eyes opened? He answered, The man called Jesus made mud and anointed my eyes and said to me, Go to Siloam and wash. So I I went and I washed and received my sight. And they said to him, Where is he? He said, I do not know. They brought, the, to the Pharise- they brought to the Pharisees the man who had formerly been blind. Now, it was a Sabbath day when Jesus made mud and opened his eyes. So the Pharisees again asked him how he had received his sight. And he said to them, He put mud on my eyes, and I washed, and I see. Some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God. For he does not keep the Sabbath. But others said, How can a man who is a sinner do such signs? And there was a division among them. So they said again to the blind man, What do you say about him, since he has opened your eyes? He said, He is a prophet. The Jews did not believe that he had been blind and that he had received his sight until they called on the parents 
of the man who had received his sight and asked them, Is this your son, who you say was born blind? How then does he now see? His parents answered, We do not know we know that this is our son, and that he was born blind. But how he now sees, we do not know. Nor do we know who opened his eyes. Ask him. He is of age, he will speak for himself. His parents said these things because they feared the Jews. The Jews had already agreed that if anyone should confess Jesus to be the Christ, he was to be put out of the synagogue. Therefore, his parents said, He is of age, ask him. So, for the second time, they called the man who had been born blind and said to him, Give glory to God. We know that this man is a sinner. He answered, Whether he is a sinner, I do not know. One thing I do know, that though I was blind, now I see. They said to him, What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered them, I've told you already, and you wouldn't listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you also want to become his disciples? And they reviled him, saying, You are his disciple, but we are the disciples of Moses. We know that God has spoken to Moses. But as for this man, we don't know where he comes from. The man answered, Why is this an amazing thing? You do not know where he comes from, and yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners. But if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, God listens to him. Never since the world began has it been heard that anyone opened the eyes of a man born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. Then they answered him, You were born in utter sin, and you would teach us. And they cast him out. Jesus heard that they had cast him out, and having found him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? He answered, And who is he that I may believe in him? Jesus said to him, You have seen him, and it is he who is speaking to you. He said, Lord, I believe. And he worshipped him. Jesus said, For judgment I came into this world, that those who do not see may see and those who may who may those who see may become blind some of the pharisees near him heard these things and said to him are we also blind jesus said to them if you were blind you would have no guilt but now that you say we see your guilt remains this is the word of the lord let's pray father we thank you for your word Lord, you have spoken to us. You have not remained silent for us to just figure out how to reach you, how to be saved, Lord. But you have revealed in your word the true testimony of salvation. You have revealed to us how to know you through Jesus Christ, your Son. 
Lord, we are unable to see and hear these things unless you open our ears. Lord, open our ears and open our eyes like this blind man. That we might see the truth of who you are. Lord, we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Notice how it begins. As he passed by, he saw a blind man from birth. What would we do if we were walking down the street and we saw a beggar? Maybe you've been in the inner city and you've walked down the street and you saw a beggar beside the road asking for money. What have you done? Maybe we've been like the Levite. Maybe we've been like the priest in the story of the Good Samaritan and we've just crossed over to the other side and not even paid attention to this person created in the image of God who stands before us. Maybe we give him a few dollars and just go on our way not thinking about him anymore. Maybe you've taken him to lunch, asked him about his story. Those are all different responses that we could do. But most of us probably are like the Levite and the priest. Who, when in the story of the Good Samaritan, they cross over to the other side. They don't want to have anything to do with this person. It's going to slow them down. It's going to make them unclean. But look at what Jesus does with this beggar. As he passed by, he saw a man blind from birth. Jesus paid attention to him. This person who other people would avoid. This person who was disabled. We have a lot of disabled people in our community. It's not easy to engage with, with people. I, uh, for a while, worked at a, at a, um, a group home for, for intellectually disabled adults. It's not easy. Uh, it's, it's much easier to just kind of stay away from people like that. But Jesus noticed this person. He noticed, he looked at this man. And his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned? His, Jesus noticing this man was so obvious that his disciples noticed Jesus noticing him. They could have just been like what we would like to do and just avoid him and just walk on by. But no, they, they noticed that Jesus noticed him. They said, Rabbi, who sinned, the man or his parents, that he was born blind? They see this blind man and they think, this is a good time to ask Jesus a question. What causes things like this? And of course, they had in their minds, it has to be sin, of course. And th there are biblical passages that, that actually back that up, that it's true, because all evil, all Calamity that has been brought into the world is because of that one sin in the garden. When Adam and Eve sinned and brought sin into the world and brought death into the world. And because of that, we have a, a broken world where things go wrong, where people are sick, where people have 
parts of their body that don't function right. But what Jesus answers them is that it's not this man's sin or his parents, but it's so that God would be glorified. Notice what he's doing there. That the works of God would be known. That the works of God would be seen. You know, we all experience pain. We all experience suffering. And we might ask ourselves, is this happening to me because of my sin? Is this happening to me because I did that? Or because somebody did that? And Jesus' answer to this kind of shows us That's not always the case. Look at Job. Job is a story about a man who was righteous and yet sin, or not sin, uh, troubling, trouble and and calamity was brought into his life. He was an example of a righteous sufferer. It wasn't because he was sinful. It was that the the devil looked at Job and saw, this is a righteous man. I bet he won't really follow you if you take all of his stuff away. It was his righteousness that was the reason for his suffering, for Job. And we see this man that was born blind. Jesus says it's not because his parents sinned in some way that he was born blind. It's not because... He sinned in some way or that God knew He was going to sin in some way. No, it doesn't have anything to do with those things. He was born blind so that the works of God would be revealed. Jesus answered, It was not this man who sinned or his parents, but that the works of God may be displayed in him. In other words, Jesus was saying, this man was born blind for this moment that I could heal him and people would glorify God for it. God's purpose, He actually formed this man in the womb, blind from birth, with a purpose. Some people have the idea it's not very comforting to think that God does things like that. They would rather see a world where God is, is, is just using things that just kind of mess up, but He's trying to, trying to turn them to, to do the best He can. But no, this happened with a purpose, with an intention in, plan, in mind. God actually formed this man in His mother's womb blind for a purpose that God would be glorified. That is a hard teaching. Think about our own sufferings in our lives. We might ask ourselves, am I suffering because I sinned? Am I suffering? And maybe God brought suffering into our lives. And I do mean God brought it into our lives, not Satan, but God brought it into our lives so that He would be glorified, so that He would be magnified. It's like whenever... Paul is talking about the thorn that's in his flesh. He prayed to the Lord three times asking, Lord, Lord, please remove this thorn from my flesh. And the Lord said it wasn't His will. And Paul said, nevertheless, Thy grace is sufficient for me, 
My, thy power is made perfect in my weakness. Our suffering, our tragedy, even things that come through genetics are God's plan for making us love Jesus more. They're God's plan for making us into the kind of people who will praise and glorify Jesus. That's a lot on just the first couple of verses. Let's keep going. As long as... um, We must work the works of Him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. Jesus said the purpose why this man was born blind was so that the works of God would be displayed. And then He says, we must work those works. Jesus is saying Himself, I am the one who's going to come and do those works. I'm going to come and I'm going to heal this man and that is why He was born blind. And then He says, night is coming. We've got to do this during the day. Night is coming when no man works. What does He mean by that? It means that Jesus is coming very close to the time when He's no longer doing a miraculous miracle of healing kind of ministry and healing all the blind and the lame and the sick. But He will go into His ministry of suffering and His his humiliation as He goes to the cross. That's when night is coming. Jesus says, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. He gave this man sight. He gave him light. This man who was born blind, Jesus gave light. Because He is the light of the world. And it says, having said these things, He spit on the ground, made mud with the saliva, Then he anointed the man's eyes with the mud and said to him, Go, wash in the pool of Siloam, which means sent. So he went and washed and came back seeing. This is a little bit strange. Jesus, this this is not the same as what Jesus did in other miracles. Like whenever the man came to him whose son was dying and Jesus just spoke a word and said, He lives. The the servant goes back home and finds his son was all better and it was right at the same time. Jesus just spoke and it happened. Just like when God created everything. And yet, here we, we have this strange process of Jesus spitting in the dirt, mixing around some mud, and putting it on the man's eyes. I didn't see any commentaries that said this, but in my own mind, I think it kind of gives a picture of something like creation. How God formed a man out of the dirt and breathed the breath of life into him. You have Jesus here taking dirt and putting it on the man's eyes and forming new eyes for him. Then it says, the neighbors and those who had seen him before as a beggar were saying, is this not the man who used to sit and beg? Some said, is he? 
Others said, no, but it's like him. He kept saying, I am the man. So they said to him, how then were your eyes opened? They just couldn't believe it. They couldn't believe that this man who had been born blind, they'd never seen anything like that before. Now, there'd been many miracles in Jesus' ministry. And you know, you look into the Old Testament and you see people who were healed. You even see someone that was brought back from the dead in the Old Testament. Something that the man says later In verse 32, the man who was born blind says, Never since the world began has it been heard that anyone opened the eyes of a man born blind. That's why they couldn't believe. That's why no one had ever heard of anybody being healed from being born blind. If you look through the Old Testament, you won't find an example of a man who was born blind and who is healed. You will find there was one person who was struck blind and then he received his sight back. But no one in the Old Testament ever had their sight returned who was born blind. And yet you have the passage where Danielle read, where she said, the Lord opens the eyes of the blind. In Psalm 146. And if you look at Isaiah, there's several places where it talks about in the Messianic age, when the Messiah comes, there will be people who will be blind who will receive their sight. Well, this was a miracle that would never was fulfilled in the Old Testament. There was a Messianic nature, a messianic flavor of this miracle. This was the expectation of when the Messiah came, He was going to do those kinds of things. And the Old Testament said, only God can open the eyes of the blind. And so when we see this miracle of Jesus opening the eyes of the blind, we see two things. One, He is the Messiah that was forecasted by the Old Testament. And we also see He is God because only God can open the eyes of the blind. I won't go into everything because uh, it'll take us too long. The Pharisees, they just couldn't believe that Jesus could have uh, done this. They said, well, He's a sinner. He couldn't possibly do this. The blind man says, well, I don't know if He's a sinner or not, but He opened my eyes. And nobody, you've never, nobody's ever heard of anybody's eyes being open. But he said, if this man were not from God, he could do nothing. The man's basically saying, this is, this is, not, this is not the work of Satan. This is not the work of, of a demon or something like that. This is the work of God. If it weren't the work of God, nothing could happen. He couldn't do anything. What's funny is the Pharisees commanded him, give glory to God. Don't give the glory to this sinner, is what they told him. And what did he do? He did give glory to God. And he said, Jesus healed my eyes. Verse 35. Jesus heard that they had cast him out. You see, after he glorified Jesus, after he said, that Jesus was the one who healed him and gave him the credit as, as he was the, he was, only God could give him the ability to do that. 
they cast him out of the synagogue. His parents were afraid that's what he would, they would do to them. They cast him out of the synagogue. They were ostracized. They were excommunicated from their fellowship. And that's what they did to this man. Because they said that Jesus had opened his eyes, they cast him out. And when Jesus heard that they cast him out, he went out and found him. And he said, do you believe in the Son of Man? The Son of Man. This is Jesus' favorite term for himself. He he referred to himself often as the Son of Man, but this term goes way, way back. In the book of Daniel, we see... In chapter 7 of Daniel, there is one like a son of man who comes before the Ancient of Days. And the Ancient of Days, the, 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 the Lord from all eternity, places a crown upon the Son of Man's head and gives Him a kingdom that will never end. Jesus asks Him, do you believe in the Son of Man? And the man says, and who is He that I may believe in Him? And Jesus said, you've seen Him. It's He who's speaking to you. He's revealing who He is to this man who was blind. This man who couldn't see anything before. This man who'd never seen light. Who'd never seen a rose. Who'd never seen the sunset before. He could see Jesus for who He was. He was the Son of Man. The Word made flesh. He was the one who would rule over the universe for all eternity. Then the man, whenever Jesus told him, it's the one who you're speaking with, he said, Lord, I believe. And he worshiped him. You know what's funny? Jesus, it's not funny, what's revealing. Jesus accepted worship. In the book of Revelation, you have an an angel appear before John. And John falls down at his feet. And the angel says, don't do that. Don't get down on your face before me. Worship God. But here, this man... This man that Jesus healed gets down on his face and worships Jesus. And you know what Jesus doesn't do? He doesn't correct him. He accepts worship. You know, um, C.S. Lewis talks about Jesus could only be a liar, a lunatic, or he was Lord. He couldn't just be a, a, a good teacher. If Jesus was a good teacher to accept worship like that. He had to either be lying and accepting that, knowing that He wasn't really God, or He had to be a lunatic, believing He was God, but not really being. Or He was who He said He was. He was God Himself. The man worshipped Jesus. And Jesus said, For judgment I came into the world that, the, that those who do not see may see. Those who see may become blind. Jesus said to them, If you were blind... Oh, Pharisees said to him, Are we also blind? Jesus said to them, If you were blind, you would have no guilt. 
But now that you say, we see, your guilt remains. Jesus came as a light, and His light, as I've mentioned in weeks past, is a kind of a judgment. It brings clarity upon things. When Jesus' light shines upon our life, we can do one of two things. We can be like when you flip on the light switch and cockroaches scatter everywhere, and we can try to get away from Jesus' light shining on us, exposing how sinful we are. Or we can embrace the light that Jesus shines upon us, confess I am sinful. I'm everything that you say that I am. I deserve your wrath and your punishment. But Jesus, I love you. I desire you, Jesus. Jesus comes as the light of the world and He makes the blind to see. Not just this man physically, but each one of us. We are born into this world sinful. We are born into this world like this man, spiritually blind. Unable to understand spiritual things. And yet, when Jesus speaks, He shines the light upon us and opens our eyes. Those whose eyes open believe they love Jesus, they follow Jesus, they identify with Jesus, and God adopts them as, their, as His children. Makes those who were His enemies into His sons and daughters. Jesus gives light to the blind. He gave light to me. Thank you for listening to this message from Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. For more information, please visit us at RedeemerBaptistPanama.wordpress.com or you can like us on Facebook. Facebook.